You're listening to Mint Condition with Brad Slater, a sports card podcast for the collector by a collector. What's going on? We're back. Great show coming at you this week, too. Couple of really cool stories, too. Hope you all have been well. Hope you've been, you know, collecting those cards. We've got an expo in Edmonton this weekend. I hit a few cards and some breaks, too. So we're going to get to all of that. And a story about a little friend I just made. She's pretty amazing. But yeah, back to the breaks. Uh, I was in a couple. Uh, we saw the release of 2021-22 NHL SP Authentic. Those are the cards that everyone wants because they have the Future Watch autos. Numbered to 999. Sometimes you can find a patch. I believe those are numbered to 100. Uh, the only problem with this product, a couple of redemptions. We know the players are busy through the year. They're not always able to sign. So getting a card signed is is awesome, but having to wait 15 weeks or more to get that card in your hand can be frustrating as a collector. But I took the Anaheim Ducks uh, going for Trevor Zegras and Mason McTavish, and I had some luck. So we'll talk about that. And then, as I mentioned, my new friend Cecily Vander Kane's good luck charm and the Edmonton Oilers' good luck charm, a new collector in Edmonton. She was over on the weekend, and uh, the city of Edmonton and some collecting friends of mine and some local businesses, we gathered a bunch of cards up and some oiler gear, and uh, we made sure that she had a great start to her hockey card collection. So we'll talk about Cecily on the show. But as we do every week, we get to the big guest of the week. And this week, I don't got to do anything. I don't got to do any introduction. I just got to hit this man's music. (laughs) (laughs) The host of the Nielsen Show from TSN 1260 in Edmonton, Mr. AM Nasty himself, the king of the crack pack, my friend Dustin Nielsen. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Man, this takes me back to 2009. What do I do for an intro? What do I do for an intro for this guy? What do I do for an intro? Boom, I hit this, and then you just fell in love with it. So I had to do it for uh, all time's sake. Yeah, that's uh, that's going back quite a ways. Can you believe that, man? Like 14 years? That's insane. Summer 2009. Uh, Brad, uh, I'd like you to meet Dustin Nielsen. Dustin, meet Brad. Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, yeah man that's so, like yeah a decade and a half ago dude that's crazy first question so who was your favorite who's your favorite hockey player saku koivu oh i like him i'm gonna like this guy i still remember yeah, that. yeah saku I love koivu. Koivu. so yeah uh we want to talk some sports cards today so i want to go back to uh you grew up in cranbrook did cranbrook have a sports card shop when you were a kid or where did you get your card yeah from? No, I Kramer did. And you know what was funny is for a little stretch there in like I you know, when it kinda of started to boom in and it's it's a it's not a great era of cards now, but when things started really to blow up in like ninety two, ninety three with upper deck coming on the scene and stuff, we had two card stores in uh, in Cranbrook, which is wild because now they have none. But there was one we had two malls in Cranbrook and uh, my dad kinda knew the guy who ran one of them. 
And then there was another one uh, that was at the mall that was right next to the high school and uh, like attached to Safeway. So whenever we go get our groceries, I'd, I'd run on, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was your typical classic card store. Like, you know, there, there's an older guy kind of owned it. And every yep. time you go in there, there'd be like three or four of the same guys kind of sitting around chilling and talking. So <laughs> I remember, I remember going in there when I was like in elementary school, oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I was, I remember going in there in elementary school all the time. And then eventually as you got to high school, it was right across, like right across the street. So we had buddies who went over there. I had a buddy who was a couple years older than me. And he used to, he was a huge, huge card collector back then. So he would like skip school in the afternoons and he just became one of the old guys who hung out there, but he was like 17. So he'd go over and hang out all day. And then we'd meet him to get on the bus after school. And he'd tell us about all these great stories and all these cards being pulled. And we were always like, man, you're the coolest guy ever. You get to hang out at the card store all the time. So that was good. And then um, I'm trying to think I, when I moved away, I think that one was still open, but it's, it's been closed for a long time now. So yeah, there's no, I mean, there's really not much place outside of Walmart to buy cars in Cranberry now. But for a while there, it was it was pretty elite, man. It was fun back then. So what would little of Dustin, what would you have been ripping? What would you have been buying at that time? Geez, back then it would have been whatever my parents wanted to afford to buy me. So, I mean, back then it was most, I mean, when I was a kid, just getting into it, it was all the OPG. And then I remember, I remember when that first Pro Set set came out, right? Because yep. they all came out, Pro Set, Upper Deck, like everything was going crazy. And I remember my parents like we were farmers we didn't have a ton of money but for some reason my parents bought me like eight boxes of pro set and we like went home and opened them as a family and it was just it was just an amazing amazing day like getting eight boxes of hockey cards as uh, an 11 year old boy i'll never forget that I, mean, I still think i have actually like all of those pro set cards sitting around somewhere so it was good. My parents were into it for Christmas one year when I first started getting into it. I remember I got it was OPG and the first year that score came out. Was and it the, the I got boxes, both of those. The, the rectangular the, box, the whole set? Well, the rectangular boxes, but my parents had put them into a, a binder. So both sets were in this big sports car binder. And actually, I still have that binder. Like in was my it white? Home right was now. it white with right, uh, red uh, writing on it? No, this one was blue and it was a little bit padded. Oh. So it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. It's, it's unique. So I, uh, yeah, that was the yeah, that was kind of the early days, and that's how I sort of got hooked by it all. That's a power move. You had like thirty-two Kelly Kissios probably kicking around in that padded binder. Uh, oh, so many, so many. It was it was amazing. But that's I'd only kind of dabbled in it up until then, and then when I got those sets for the first time, I was like, awesome! This is how it works. Like, let's go. So I'm finding the people that I talked to, they collected cards as a kid, and then there was a lull where they just you know had their life start, started careers and jobs, and then you know were brought back to cards. What brought you back? Can I take a guess? And was it 2015? Because that's what brought me no, back. No, actually, it wasn't. Like, that's that's the weird thing is okay. that, you know, I so I was into it. And then, you know, you move away. And it's like anybody else in my 20s. I had no money. Plus, the card market then wasn't, you know, great anyway. Um, and then, you know, when Ovi and Sid came along, that wasn't what sucked me back in. I was still grinding out in radio with no money. <laughs> and then what happened was it would have been – Probably 2000, well, you know, maybe, yeah, probably around 2016, 17, but it had nothing to do with McDavid. It was, um, I had a buddy who was by, he lived in Victoria, a really smart dude. He was buying, I grew up with him, and uh, he was buying a bunch of cards on eBay and then, you know, get it, flipping them and getting them graded. Okay. Uh, so he, so he was doing that and he, he, he called me and he goes, Hey, I need you to do this deal for me in Edmonton. And I was like, 
what do you mean do a deal for you? He goes, well, I've got this guy. He goes, I'm going to heat transfer you three grand cash. Holy he goes, you take all the three grand. You take it to this guy. So he met me actually in our old cafeteria at the radio station. Oh. And um, yeah, I had the, I had the checklist and we went through this box of cards. I don't know, it must've been, I don't know, like 30 to 40 gradable cards, like pretty good cards. So we went through them all. And um, yeah, it was, we went through and checked it all off. I gave the guy the money. I called my buddy. I said, it's all good. What do you want me to do? And his sister lives here. So I took the cards to his sisters, but he'd been doing a lot of business at the time. And uh, he gave me an Ovechkin young gun as like my, commission oh. basically so i uh so that was kind of the one card that sort of got me back into it and it was like in 2016 17 so i got this uh ob young gun and i was like oh look at this, this guy. and then i started like dabbling and following what he was doing and selling on ebay and stuff and then you know if you get to a stage in your career where you have a little bit more money and then i just kind of started started getting back into it so yeah it was an ovechkin young gun as commission on a deal that that eventually got me back on the train buddy now, you started the Crack Pack with the Tim Hortons cards opening on, on the morning show, and that led to the break group. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Um, so let our let yeah, listeners know, what is, the, what is the Crack Pack? Before I get too far ahead of myself here, uh, what is the Crack Pack? Well, the Crack Pack is like this little sort of cult we created on the morning show. And, uh, you know, Eric and I, he, he's not, well, he actually kind of quite a bit into sports cards now, but he wasn't originally. And we started cracking these Tim Hortons cards, and then we made a set and then I was just like, oh, this just feels like we're in a gang. Like maybe we should come up with a name. And then people are texting in. They're like, what about the crack pack? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So the crack pack kind of sort of flew under the radar for probably like a year, year and a half. And then coming out of, uh, coming out of COVID, I know it, you know, things really blew up in COVID and I was a little late getting to it from a, from a break perspective, but I just always like to keep busy, right? Like just, I always, if I'm not doing something I'm like, oh, I should create something else. I should do something else. So then um, what happened was the guys at Break Kings, they, um, they wanted, they, I kind of signed just a quick little sort of deal with them where they sponsored a little bit on two guys in the goal in one of my podcasts, and I did, I did a break for them. So I brought, you know, a bunch of new people into to Break Kings, and I worked with those guys for a little bit. And then, you know, they got, um, you know, they got pretty busy, but they freed up some more of their own time, so they didn't need me breaking anymore. So I was like, oh, that's good. Like, it's not the end of the world. I enjoyed doing it, but. Um, and then I just was like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll just kind of start my own. You so, got, that, uh, you got yeah. the itch. You got the itch. Yeah, I kind of got the itch. It was, it was fun. I mean, I'm not in it to make money. You do make a little bit of money, but that's, I mean, I only do two breaks a week, right? I'm not trying to make a living off of it. I mostly do it just because I enjoy opening the cards and I get to do that part of it. I mean, would I love to keep some of the bigger hits we get? Sure, of course. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's, I, I, I really enjoyed watching them when I first got into it with breakings. And then I realized that I actually just enjoyed, you know, the, you know, buying the cards and, and cracking them and then, you know, getting them all shipped off. I, I enjoy that even more than, than watching and cheering for my one team. So I was like, well, you know what, we got a big enough following on the radio station. Like, let's see, let's see what happens. And uh, you know, it was pretty quick to get to like four or 500 members. And yeah. uh, I think we just hit eight, eight, 800. So, and like I said, I mean, we're not, I'm not, wouldn't be I would I don't think it would be it'd be like a casual break group. Like that's what that's what the crack pack is, right? It's not we're doing a, some of the bigger stuff every once in a while, but I'm not milking everybody every day for breaks or anything. So we don't do, tone this down. Do you got you got the gloves, man. Don't tone this down. You got gloves. Yeah. Well you've dealt with the cup. So no that's no true. No, we no. have done the cup. That did make me feel like one of the big boys. But uh, you know the odd time we'll break in three breaks a week. You know, this week busy with you others and I got some charity stuff, so we're just gonna do actually like a 
a bigger sort of hundred dollar break on Sunday, 15, 16 boxes. I'm actually sitting outside of Wayne sports cards right now while I talk to you. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a fitting place to do this, but yeah, I just, I, I like, I like the sense of community. Yep. Um, and that's how I've always been like on my show and that's how I am with the crack pack. So people seem to really enjoy it. We basically have sold out every single break we've ever done without doing a mini or anything. So I think your yeah, second or third break, you also hit a McDavid auto. Did you not? You hit a McDavid auto early yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. We hit a We hit a McDavid auto. I also went hunting for a McDavid canvas young gun. Yes. And it took I saw about that. four or five boxes. We pulled that and that actually got graded like a pristine tent. That was a so great was, reaction um, too, man. That was, that was yeah. straight passion. I get excited for that stuff. It's like you get excited and then for the moment you're like, Oh, and then you realize it's not yours, but it's for somebody else. And then I get excited anyway. Cause I'm just like, the guys are so stoked, right? Everybody oh, in the break group is yeah. so excited for everybody else. And so you're thinking about the reaction awesome. of the, the person at home because they're freaking out or they just passed out or they just fell over, right? Because, you know, yeah. you can't see yeah. the reaction, but you can just see it in the words and the typing and you can see, you know, when words aren't making sense, you know, they're really, really you know, excited. You know, I like it. I like it enough that I could probably do it full time. Like, I would be happy just doing that full time. But I like the way that it's set up now with just a couple breaks a week. Like, I don't like the stress of like, oh, man, is the break going to fill? So that's why I only do two a week. It's like, I know they're going to fill most of the time, not most of the time, pretty much all the time. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of the crew who's in there. So we kind of just sit down and have a good, good BS session while I'm cracking the cards. So it's, uh, yeah, it's good. I, I love it, man. It's fun. It's kind of like you're sitting at the corner pub. The game's on. Everyone that is, is watching your break also has, you know, say the Euler or whatever game on in the background. And you're, you're communicating back and forth with them, even though it's through a screen. So it's kind of like... You're at the corner pub talking to a group of people yeah, and just relaxing and having fun, right? Pretty much. I mean, that's that's the best part about it. And we've done, like during the regular season, I'll do breaks during the Oilers game and the boys will come on and we'll watch the game and we'll crack the cards. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I really, my, my parents are still like, I went to, I was back in Cranbrook and uh, I guess it was last summer. And I brought all my stuff to do a few breaks back in Cranbrook and we set it up and I went down to Walmart and there was just tons of cards in that Cranbrook Walmart. So I ended up buying like three grand worth of NFL blasters and stuff. And I come home and my mom and dad are like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, it's a business. I said, I'm going to turn it around for a little bit of a profit. And then, and then Tammy goes, my wife, she goes, it's not that much of a profit. Like, this is ridiculous. I was just like, well, you know, I like, I like doing it. So we did like uh Huge, huge, huge NFL like um, retail break, which was kind of fun. So I like, I like mixing it up a little bit, getting creative with the boys, and and you know I also you know like one of the things we do today because I'm not doing, I always feel guilty when I don't do two breaks in a week. So I'll probably just give away a box of cards to the break group now that we've hit 800. So I'm not in it to like be rich. I'm just in it to have a good community, and sometimes giving away free stuff uh, helps the boys. And then for people that want to join or follow the Crack Pack, you just go on Facebook, type in the Crack Pack, and then hit follow. Yeah, Crack Pack, crack pack Breaks. It's Facebook.com slash Crack Pack Breaks. Now, I got to ask, people are going to say, when they come up to you and they don't know much about cards and they ask you, Dustin, what is a break? What's the easiest, simplest way you explain it to them? That's a pretty good question. Um, I almost, I basically, I've got buddies who I'm really good buddies with, and they still think they're not in the card game. They don't understand it. I basically say, you know, I go out and make a purchase. I go out and make an investment. They buy shares in it. And then we open it up and it's divided among the shares, depending on which team you have. Like that's, I'm not a big financial guy, so I don't even know if that's a good comparison, but that's kind of how I've always, I've always sort of viewed it. And, you know, we only do random, random spots. 
mm-hmm. um, which I think helps it fill because people are like, oh, it's cheaper to have a chance to get the Oilers than to pay to get the Oilers. So um, people seem to always always like that. And uh, yeah, so to me, it's like we're just, I'm, I'm fronting the money and we're dividing it into the shares. And then, you know, I obviously take some for shipping and stuff and a little bit off the top. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of people have done really well. Others get skunked and you kind of just go about your business after that. It's kind of like with the the picker team. A good way to explain it too is uh, you're sitting outside Wayne's right now. You're gonna go inside and you're uh, you're looking for a Connor McDavid. So you're gonna buy a box of cards, hoping there's a Connor McDavid inside. What a break yeah. would allow is you know you would open a case, so you'd open twelve boxes of that and sell just the Oilers. So then that person gets the Oilers for all twelve boxes that you open. So there's another. Like it's an easier way to to get breaks out. And it's, it's, it's less it's less money, and if you get the others in the random, yep. you know, there's a chance to have a really good return on your investment, right? So, so do you have a dream card? Like, I know you're a huge LeBron fan. Um, yeah, do you have a dream card, or do you have a like a like a card out there that you're that's on your radar? I mean, I've it would probably be a LeBron tops Chrome Gold Refractor rookie. Okay, I mean that would. That would probably be the one. It's a little bright. It's a little bright for me, but I've got, I've got a graded nine LeBron tops Chrome rookie. Um, but to get like the gold refractor would be pretty, pretty awesome. Um, I'm not a huge Michael Jordan guy, as everybody knows, but I'd still love to get my hands on an MJ rookie. I mean, that would be absolutely amazing just from a card perspective. But uh, I've yeah, I've been collecting a lot of Trevor Lawrence lately, hoping that uh, That's a good he kind of takes the next step. So. There's some nice Trevor Lawrence cards out there, but LeBron's my guy. I mean, I'm I'm always looking. I'd like to complete, you know, his three main rookies, the Bowman and, and then the other two. So I've got one of them right now. I keep tabs on the other ones. And for a while there, I was like, I'll never be able to afford this stuff. But it's kind of come back down a little bit now. So move, move a few cards here there and get my hands on those. I'd like to complete. I'd like to have all three of those in the collection. So hopefully eventually one day I will. But, I mean, the the – Tops chrome gold. I'll never be able to afford that, but it'd be awesome to come across it somehow. <laughs> Two last ones for you. I'm speaking with Dustin Nielsen from the Nielsen Show on TSN 1260. What do you think Connor Bedard is going to do, not only for the card community, but just card collectors alone? Um, do you think it'll be bigger than 2015 with the release of Connor McDavid? I think because of what we saw with McDavid, it'll make it bigger. For Bedard, you know, like makes sense, yeah. Uh, you know, prior prior before the, the the McDavid push, um, you know, you would have been like, oh, I mean, we'll see what happens. But saw what happened with Connor McDavid. Like, I bought my McDavid. I have a nine and a half BGS nine and a half McDavid young gun, and I got that at West. Probably shortly after I got back into it, I was up there doing something. I guess I probably would have been probably at Commonwealth or something. And anyway, I popped over to see the guys at West, and I bought that nine and a half for like 450 bucks back in the day. Wow. And you're just like, and then you see what's happened to the, the market since then. And even though, you know, crazy, crazy peak and it's come back down on, uh, you know, for hockey specifically, you're going to, you're going to see a huge, huge bump with Connor Bedard. I think I'm pretty sure they're like changing series one next year to a format that they haven't really used in the past. And I think a large part of that is probably so people can go and try to hunt down like the, Connor Bedard young gun out of 10 or the Connor Bedard one of one young gun or whatever they're going to yeah, drop yeah. probably in series two next year. Right. So I mean, I think that alone is going to, to, to just be different for people. 
why, like when when the cup gets released, of Connor, Connor Bedard, like a year man, like it's going to be that's going to be insane. And you know what? It'd be great for for break groups. Yeah. Um, but it'll be great for everybody, I think, as well. Which will be uh, which will be awesome. It's going to be a busy time. Like when we're going Connor Bedard young gun hunting, I'm going to have to take time off work because we're just going to probably sit there and crack cards on Facebook for like twelve hours at a time. Oh, it's going to be glorious, and I can't wait. Um, you have your kids heavily involved and just not in the shipping department. Um, yeah. <laughs> what advice do you have for parents that have kids either collecting or they want to get their kids involved in collecting? What are some tips and advice that you have for them? Um, I mean, I don't want to say force-feed it down their throat, but sometimes <laughs> that helps. Not that, not that my kids don't love it, but like when they go into my basement and see cards everywhere – they're just going to naturally want to get involved in it, right? So one of the good, I don't want to refer to it as a gateway drug, but I will, um, sticker books. Oh. Sticker books with kids. Like, that's that's where Marshall first got into it. We um, we were pretty heavy, and that was, like, first year of COVID, I think, when he was, like, four. Um, you had them, like too, right? Because I had them back in the day. I had yeah, the Panini I had, one. I had sticker books back in oh, the day. Oh, I can like still picture them. I can picture it's blue cut. Yeah. I can, yeah, yeah. Those are great. They yeah, had a smell I, to them, I, too. I, I just recently bought, like, a 1987 one with, like, three boxes of stickers. So <laughs> I'm going to patiently get into that. I haven't done it yet, but I want to go through that. But, yeah, so that's how, like, that's how, like, from a collecting perspective, sticker books was really the way to go. They got Marshall into it. And now both of them, and Elizabeth, the good thing about sticker books is that it doesn't have to be sports. Like Elizabeth had a frozen sticker book. She had a frozen two sticker book. So for kids who, and my daughter isn't a sports, but she loves frozen. So that's the, the book she wanted. So that's kind of how they first got into it. And then they moved on to, to cards now for sure. They rather open packs of cards. And we have boxes of cards all over the house. So they, they love it. So, I mean, that's almost like a legacy thing. Like it's in, it's in our blood. Like <laughs> my kids are into sports cards. And that's just how it works. This has been a lot of fun, man. How can people stay in touch with you and follow everything uh, that you got going on with the Crack Pack and with TSN 1260? I mean, the easiest way is just on Twitter. I'm usually tweeting everything out at Nielsen TSN 1260. And then, yeah, Facebook.com slash Crack Pack Breaks. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, we're, it's a good, steady growth right now. So, yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's been fun. I love talking cards. Can talk cards with you all day, man. Go uh, go inside Wayne's now, and I think you should pick yourself up a personal box of SP Authentic, and you're gonna go home tonight, and you're gonna pull a Cole Caulfield Future Watch Auto, and you're gonna message me. Well, now I like have to just in case that actually happens. I, I put it so, out there. I manifest yeah. it. I manifested yeah. it. It's out there. Well done, sir. Well done. To. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Good catching up with you. Take care, buddy. Man, that was fun. I love catching up with friends. Can't believe we haven't spoken. Well, we've spoken, but we haven't spoken through a microphone and headphones. And as we were talking about, almost 13, 14 years. Dustin Nielsen, always a pleasure talking to. Um, one of the most enjoyable people to follow on social media when it comes to sports because he's always on top of everything. And, and I just love how interactive he is um, with his listeners and just how he gets information out, but he also will comment and, and get back to you and stuff like that. So Dustin Nielsen, King of the Crack Pack. Check him out on Facebook at Crack Pack Breaks. I'm in the group. Get in a break, join us, have some fun. Now, I mentioned earlier when the show started about my new friend, and her name is Cecily, and I'm pretty sure you all have seen her story. She had a less than enjoyable time going down to Los Angeles and watching the Oilers play and cheer on her favorite player, Evander Kane. Yeah, so some Kings fans wanted to, you know, ruin her time down there, and I wasn't going to let that happen. 
So last Tuesday, um, I went down to the Oilers game. It was game five, I believe, against Los Angeles. And man, was I sick. I won't say where I ate from, but it was a ringer burger. And uh, yeah, the worst food poisoning I think I've ever had in my entire life. But I had to get to this game to get this Evander Kane card to Cecily because I promised her. So we get to the game. Go up the escalator, because I think that's where she's going to be. But she was at the table below the escalator. So back down we go. And I see her. And uh, the first meeting, of course. And the way her eyes lit up when she saw the card and the smile I was able to put on her face was just awesome. So I went home thinking nothing of it. Oilers won. Great hockey game. And then the next day or two, I start talking to her mom, Kathy. Amazing woman. And I learned that little Cecily only had seven... Cards, the one I gave her, and then six um, from National Hockey Card Day. So again, I reach out to the card community, my friends, people all around Edmonton, Alberta, the United States, some local shops here in Edmonton, and I ask for help. And boy, did the card community deliver. I was able to get well over, I don't even know how many cards actually to count. So many cards, sealed boxes, she got a stuffed animal. She's got a hat from the Oilers, a pennant. Um, Mario from Sports Closet and Luke from the Hobby Spot in Edmonton here. Thanks, guys. You guys, the smile you helped put on this girl's face, I will never forget. So Cecily was going to come on this week. We'd spoken a couple days ago and last night. But we both figured with the Oilers playing Las Vegas tonight and it being 7.30 that she needs to have a nap this afternoon and rest. She needs to be rested. So she's going to come on an upcoming episode of Mint Condition. And we'll talk about her story and find out what her favorite pizza is, her favorite hockey card, and uh, what she does for fun. I just want to say thanks to everyone who helped out with that and made it very special because there were so many people that did. And again, I just can't get over how amazing the card community can be. Now, from one to the other. I was right. I didn't say that. Okay, I wasn't right. I said the Oilers would win in, what, four or five games? It took them six, but they got it done. Now they go into Vegas. A team I've never, ever seen play live. That's going to change. As I did for Series 1, I will do for Series 2 and give my prediction for the Edmonton Oilers. I say the Edmonton Oilers will defeat the Las Vegas Golden Knights in six games but it won't be easy as is any series but I think the Oil will get it done and my young sung hero for this series is going to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins I think Nuge is going to turn it up here and I think the Oilers are going to be all on their way to victory but alas another episode is over I want to thank my guest Dustin Nielsen from the Nielsen Show for joining me. And I want to thank all of you. So remember, if you like the show, leave me a review. Say you like it. Send me a message. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Happy sipping. Happy ripping. Take care, everybody.